Well, good morning and welcome to you once again. Just before our children come, I just want to take a few moments to share with you the Christmas promise and some Christmas promises that we are given in the scripture. Many of you know that a tradition that many families do, especially if they have children at Christmas time, one of them may be to take their children to see Santa, right? You may take your children, you may have taken your children already this year maybe to see Santa or you have gone yourself when you were a child to see Santa. And you know, if you think about why it is that you would go to see Santa, the reason that you wait so long and, and you line up and, and you just anticipate sitting on that man's knee that you don't even know, right, to ask him for things and hope that he's going to promise that you'll get them on Christmas morning, right? The children wait in anticipation to tell Santa all of the things that they want, hoping that he'll say, you will get these things on Christmas morning. Well, it's like a little boy who opened all of his presents one Christmas morning, and he got everything that he wanted from Santa that was on his list. After opening them, he looked a little sad and walked away, and his parents looked at each other and thought, what's going on? We got him everything. So they said, sweetheart, what's wrong? We, you, you got everything that you wanted. He said, I know, Santa gave me everything that I wanted. I just hope that you and mom would have gotten me something too. <laughs> You see, when we, we think about Christmas, we think about Santa getting us what we want. Sometimes that is the case. We may get some of the presents that we want, but very rarely do we get everything that we want. And actually, most of the time, we don't get everything that we want. And most of the things that we may not get are things that cannot fit under a Christmas tree, things that cannot be bought with money. And you see, when we think about Santa, he may sometimes give us the things that we want. But when we think about Jesus, we know that he is always there for us, that we can always depend on him. There are times where humans will fail us. There are times where people will disappoint us. But but we know that we can always be trusting Jesus, that he will never fail us. The prophet Isaiah gave us a promise that a child would be born and his name would tell us his character. And not only would his name tell us what to call him, but his name would tell us who he is and what he would be to us. And so in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, it says this, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Many years ago, about 700 years before Jesus came, Isaiah gave this promise that a child would be born and not only is he to be called these things, but that he would be these things. This is a Christmas promise that we can count on. This is a promise that we know was made many years ago and has been fulfilled and will continue to be fulfilled 
for generations to come. And so this morning, as we look at these different promises, as you think about Jesus as our wonderful counselor, this is a promise that he made, that he will be our wonderful counselor. Jesus is worthy of our wonder. If you think of the incarnation, how amazing and mind-blowing can it be? It defies human understanding that God, who is without limit, who is without boundaries, who is outside of space and time, stepped into our realm, took on human flesh to live and to dwell among us. God, who is fully God, but also fully human in the form of Jesus. Literally, God coming to earth for us. How wonderful is that. He is our counselor. He is our divine counselor. A counselor gives direction, gives advice, leads, guides, you know, if you think about a counselor. Jesus is all of that to us. He leads, he guides, he directs our paths. He gives us direction in life. He is our divine counselor. The Christian God is the only one who loves his followers enough to become involved in their everyday lives by literally coming down, stepping out of his place in heaven and coming down to their level, coming down to our level today. When we surrender to God, we surrender to his will, we surrender to him, and he leads us, he guides us, he directs us, and he gives us wonderful counsel. The other promise that we can have from Christmas is that he is a mighty God. He is a mighty God. The God that we serve is a mighty one. Mighty to protect us against the things that come against us. Mighty to protect us from all the attacks of the enemies. Mighty to help us to overcome whatever life may come whatever may come our way. He is mighty, for he is the one who overcame death and the grave. He is mighty, for he has given us eternal life and has given us the right to call him Father. He is mighty to save. You see, the God that we serve is a mighty God. And not only is he to be called mighty, but we are to recognize how great and how awesome and how powerful he truly is. And he is mighty for he is coming back one day to take us home. He is a mighty God. The third promise that we are given is that he is everlasting father. You see, when Jesus came to us, Yes, he came evidently to die in our place for our sins, but he also came to give us a glimpse of God. He came to us so that we could have a glimpse of God. You see, Jesus claimed, I and the Father our are one. So if you've seen me, you've seen my Father. He came to show us who God truly is. And so we can call him Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. God is our heavenly Father. And depending on the kind of relationship that you have or maybe had with your father, it may give you uh, either a negative or a positive view 
of what a father figure looks like. But regardless of if it was good or bad, I want you to know that you have a heavenly father who loves you, that you have a heavenly father who you can depend on, that you have a heavenly father who loves you unconditional, whose love will never change. And guess what? He will never leave. He promises, I will never leave you or forsake you. He is an everlasting father. It will never change. It will never end. We can depend on him. We can count upon him. And you know, those of you who are fathers, how much you love your children and your grandchildren. And so think about how much more God loves us as his children how much more he loves us and wants to lavish his love upon us. You see, he loves us so much that he willingly gave himself on the cross for us so that we may have everlasting life with him if we believe in him. He is our everlasting father. And we know that there is no way that we can get away from his presence, that he is always around us, he is always with us, and he promises that for us. He also promises that he will be our prince of peace. He will be our prince of peace. Jesus comes to bring us peace. He comes to bring us peace in the midst of all of the situations of life that we face. He comes to bring us peace wherever we are. He comes to bring us peace and not the kind of peace that we may know from the world, but a different kind of peace that we will only experience through him. You see, with God, there is no fear, no fear of the future, no fear of the consequences of sin, no fear of dying, no fear of life after death, no fear of what's going to happen because in him we have eternal peace. God promises to keep all who trust in him in perfect peace. This is his promise in coming to us. We may not be able to depend on Santa. We may not be able to depend on other people, but we can depend on Jesus. We can depend on him for when we put our trust in him, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, our everlasting father, and our prince of peace, we may know his promises for us. These promises were prophesied many, many years ago, but they are still true to us today. And so as we go through this Christmas season, may you be reminded that yes, Jesus comes in the form of a baby, and it is all about that baby, but it is also all about the promises he's come to fulfill, to bring us that peace, to give us another chance to be reconciled to him. And I challenge you this Christmas season to make sure that you take a moment in the midst of all that's going on to quiet yourself and to reflect on the Christ of Christmas. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you for who you are. And we thank you that, Lord, you truly are the meaning of Christmas. That if it wasn't for you, that there truly wouldn't be anything to celebrate. But we celebrate your coming. We celebrate your birth. We celebrate, Lord, that you, God Almighty, came in the form of a baby to us. And so we thank you for the miracle. We thank you for the, the majesty of Christmas. And so, God, we just pray that you would be with us in this season and help us to continue to put you in the forefront of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Amen. My friends, radio listeners, this morning we have the privilege of hearing a wonderful choir presentation called All About That Baby. God bless you. Thank you. 